This is CliffCentral.com. Yeah, you know what time it is. Every time you hear that kind of music in your earphones or wherever you're listening to us from, in your car or at your home, on your speakers, it's time, of course, for the weekly mashup from 11 to 12, only on Cliff Central. Today, I'm all by myself. My lovely co-host, Candice, is out there celebrating her birthday because that's happening tomorrow, of course. If you don't know, buy her a nice gift. Um, she said specifically the only thing she will not accept is apples. So if you want to buy... Any golden delicious, the red apples or the green, she doesn't do apples. I was thinking of getting a gold crusted apples, but like with like real gold and stuff, just to like throw off. But today I'm with a bunch of really interesting guys in the studio and we're going to talk about all things media and media related. Have you ever wanted to get a career in the media? Do you know what the media really is? We hear it all the time People blaming the media Especially politicians and celebrities For all their woes But do we really know who the media is And what they are Well, I've got in the studio with me today Oscar Chifura and of course Mr. Mike Ntsasa And they're going to be talking about All things media related I'm very excited about that So stick around And uh, right now though What we're going to do Is we're going to give you something to think about And we're going to play you a little song One of my favorite tracks at the moment Check it out Here it comes Gentlemen, welcome to the studio. How are you guys doing? Hey, we're fantastic to be so. Uh, no, we're good, we're good. Yeah. It's good to uh, have you in the studio. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Oscar. So, Oscar, you are the founder and, of course, the owner of the uh, PR agency, Hosi PR and Government Relations Consultancy. And, of course, Mike, you are the GM um, or group executive and managing board member at Independent Media SA. I want to start with, with you, um, Oscar. Uh, young man. Growing up in Limpopo, I know that you're from there. Like, what made you decide to go into PR? I mean, you used to play rugby, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. So basically, um, I was playing rugby, um, you know, with the white folks. Um, and I think I just started having a knack of just interacting with different cultures. And I think for me, then came, uh, became quite easy for me to, you know, uh, start a conversation, uh, make friends. So I think when, you know, in high school, when they tell you, uh, you need to start looking towards in terms of, um, career paths, what do you want to do? Mm. I had no idea what I wanted to do. So okay. basically, literally, I think just after matric, uh, my dad said, what do you want to do? And I said, look, I've got a sports, uh, bursary at, um, University of Pretoria But I didn't want to go there Reason being Yeah that's a good They question. were putting me Into a Not saying I'm not a Christian But they were putting me In a Christian res Where if you come back Smelling of smoke Or alcohol You get fined 600 rand So oh, I said That was too much dad. pressure for you right? no, I said dad You're going to be paying 1.2 every weekend So But, but just, to, just to make sure That people understand But you are a Christian Yes I Having am Having said that Yes I am <laughs> So I then literally Just walked in at TUT And I wrote a test And I said I want to do PR and they said, why? Yeah. And I said, um, I love engaging with people and I'm quite politically opinionated. So mm. after the test and having an oral um, test as well, the guy said, you know what, you're in. And I think I've never looked back ever since. When we think about PR as normal people, the layman in the street, we think of 
um, you know, that show, The Fixer, and we think of Olivia Pope going around just fixing stuff. Is, is that really like your day to day? Do you wear like, I know you, he's actually wearing a really nice coat. If you haven't seen it, go to our Twitter handle and of course go to Instagram. Just like Olivia, you also wear nice coats. You go around with your nice coats and just saving celebrities and politicians. I think the only thing that I can take from Olivia is you need to dress good for success. So if a client, if you're going to meet a client, you need to make sure that you're looking good so a client can actually then take you seriously. But I think if you take certain aspects out of Olivia Pope, um, it's really about fighting for your client. Okay. It's really about positioning your client in the media and also positioning your client in front of the audiences to then portray a picture of um, this is the client and you know what if it's a crisis situation own up to the crisis and then provide solutions to say this is what we're going to do um, not everyone has that uh, dial you know you can just call the president and say I need this to go away or I need a meeting unfortunately right. you have the president to work- doesn't have that <laughs> no, right he doesn't. now he's got his own <laughs> exactly so you're going to have to work within the confines of what you are are basically are provided with So it will be your team It will be context that you have within the media Context that you have with certain politicians mm. um, That makes it easier when you need to engage uh, In certain stories Or you need to then find out the truth And I think the fundamental key about PR That a lot of people think it's just glamorous mm. Is the truth If you If your client doesn't tell you the truth Trust me Your reputation as a work. specialist yeah. It's dead, it's dead. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, now, one question I wanted to ask is, you know, people say there's no such thing as bad publicity. Is that actually true? Uh, no, that's false. There is bad publicity. Oh, the bad publicity. Is- <laughs> there is bad publicity. Okay. There is bad publicity. And, 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 you know, like in terms of reputational risk and that sort of thing, um, recently we had that, that scandal with my way. Some things just come up and then they just disappear. Um, but I must say they kind of handled that quite well because they came out and they, they said what they need to say and it just kind of went away. Yeah, so basically if we were to look at how my way handled this whole scenario yeah. uh, was quite commendable because the CEO himself actually took the ownership of saying as an organization we understand that this happened on our watch we can understand that it was one of our customers without naming the person which was quite commendable because most CEOs would have thrown that uh, individual under the bus to say mm. external person uh, we couldn't process that claim and hence they're angry mm. and here's the person's mm. details mm. and I think I followed them last week where the individual actually came and apologized to the assistant who was helping him uh, at uh, my way to say look I'm sorry that a proper sit down and you know my way said you know what we're not going to press any charges you're human you make mistakes and wow. that's how one should actually handle a crisis that happens within your organization yeah. well listen um just just to make sure that everyone understands and to Add to your credibility Oscar actually doesn't work For my way In any way at all It was just <laughs> an, Something that we threw out there But over to you Mike For a second um, You grew up in the free state Am I correct? Correct Correct, correct. Alright And um, let me just make sure That I've got you On the right mic here Just say something You're from the free state Yeah correct Okay And uh, growing up In the free state Did you always know That this is what You wanted to do With your life? Absolutely not Oh okay Absolutely not You didn't uh, want to get into the media No I, I didn't even think I'll be in the media well, What did you so. want to do I tell you what I was thinking more in the lines Of being an economist oh, Okay Yeah So I think uh, My Africans mm. Landed me into the media space Oh are you Well you're from the free state You should yeah. be able to speak Afrikaans right? My Afrikaans yeah. is stekend So I think that that's what actually landed me I was going to like try and jump in with you But <laughs> when you said a stekend I was like <laughs> You know what, Mike? I'm just gonna keep it in English, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I think that's that's basically what landed me into uh, the media. That's okay. essentially I started at uh, Volksblatt. Uh, that's probably a news Africans newspaper. That's probably with more than hundred of years. Yeah. 
That's where I think it's the guys, the, the well, guys actually really liked my Afrikaans. They were like, "Geez, where does this uh, young man come from yeah. uh, with such fluent Afrikaans?" You know. But here's the thing, right? You're growing yeah. up in the Free State. Um, you also have a have a background where, like many other young black people, your family was struggling. Um, you saw education as a way out, and you decided to go to university. And what did you study there while you were at university? I I did I did a big home there. Uh, mm. No, sorry, I did a BA uh-huh. uh, in sort of majoring in economics as well as uh, public administration. All right. And yeah. what what job were you hoping to get once you got out there? No, look, as an economist. Look, I, I was really saying, you know what? If I can get into a bank, you know, yeah. start it off from there. Hopefully, the upsets was quite an admirable thing for me at the time, mm. and I was hoping to get in there and hopefully start building. Yeah. You know, into being an economist. But I like what you said to start off with. I mean, a lot of people think that if you're from a background that's that's quite difficult, then you know, and you don't play soccer, how are you going to make it out of, of that? But you decided to do it through your education. You knew that you could study and you could do well in that, and and that's what you decided to to, to go out there and actually pursue and do with your life. But from there. You get your education And a lot of young people say They've got this education Especially at BA or BCom these days And they can't get a job What happened with you? To me so I went through a number of industries As a young man mm. To me end up landing into media Yeah just, was, trying to, just trying to stay employed Trying I, to get employed I said you know what I need to hustle uh. So you call back home You say hey I need money And you know very well uh, Your father is a miner that money is mm. not enough There's other sort of Brothers and sisters Who needs to be taken care of I went into motoring I sold cars at some point Oh yeah? Uh, I, I, <laughs> second I, hand cars? Or, or? Uh, second hand cars oh, okay. at VW Yeah all right, all right. So I was there I was at uh, in, I was in insurance Okay uh, I was with uh, You know uh, The likes of MTN Them in the beginning You mm-hmm. know when cell phones Were coming in You know yeah. The Alcatels you know, mm, Pull mm, with mm. the antenna Yeah I was, I was there So mm. I, I, for me It was about survival Frankly speaking You know mm. I mean, the time when you had uh, the likes of Sales House, way back mm. in the in the days, that's where I really started. You okay. know? I was really hustling. And then from there, like just branching out into media, how did that like? Because it's quite a jump. It's it's like completely another direction. You go into false blood. Like you went there for an interview. Did you want to go into this newspaper, or were you just hard up at the time? What what was going on there? For me, to me, so look, I said, you know what, I need to start, you know, focusing. Mm-hmm. I need to start focusing. Um, I need to start developing a career. Remember, as I'm saying, I was all of over. Of course. I was course. all over. And I said, you know what? You need to start shaping something, Mike. Went to Volksblatt. The guys were impressed, as I said, with my Africans. Mm. And the guys felt inspired by me, you know, uh, you know, and they felt like, you know what? This is the right guy. And essentially, they appointed me to look after government. I think it was okay. one of a headache for them. And they could not relate uh, with that particular sector. And that's where it really What year was this? This was in... Uh, 2006 Okay 2006 right. Some time yeah. back yeah. yeah yeah, But from there I mean You, you moved to uh, Media 24 The Mail and Guardian And now you're currently With uh, Independent Media Where you are The group executive And managing board member um, People talk about This media and, and especially the government, Oscar, you know, yeah. they always, and, and we as celebrities sometimes are blaming this media for some of our woes, whether they're self-created and we get in trouble because <laughs> of the things we actually did or didn't do. Who is the media, Mike? The or media, what is the media? The media is actually essentially a platform for me when I look at it. It's a mm. platform where the, the media itself as an institution, uh, you know, give us content. And there's the other side of it where, Content is syndicated from other sources And then there's us as the community 
essentially giving content, whether it's through an opinion piece, it's through writing a letter to the to the editor. That's really what forms uh, actually uh, content within the media itself. It's a it's a multiplicity of of various sources of content coming through. And how has um, you know the new technology with things like social media, you know, your Twitters and your Instas and your Facebook, as well as the internet, just changed the landscape of the media. In the old days, you had to go buy a newspaper. Correct. Uh, you actually had to go and find the media. Nowadays, I mean, people send you a WhatsApp link, you know. I'm going to take this one to you, Oscar. Yeah. You know, they send you a WhatsApp link. Even if you didn't want media, It's it, you are getting it. Yeah, yeah. So I think um, with the... With the, with, the, with the growth of social media And I think how it's really impacted Us as uh, you know, PR practitioners um, Has become a sense where If you don't really How can I put it If you don't really If you're not up to date In terms of what's happening Within the media You'll be left behind Yeah. Uh, and I remember I was telling Mike earlier on In terms of uh, What we do as a business Is every morning We normally go through All the newspapers Just yeah. to look in terms of What has been published That would affect our clients What do we then need to do To advise them But then you see Now with social media Sunday morning 2am in the morning Boom I know what's coming up In the front page Of the Sunday Times yeah. Yeah. By 5am already I've already crafted a statement For my client Already I'm sending it through And already arranging Media interviews with okay. the journalist nice. Monday. We can have a story to then either squash what was, um, you know, publicized or provide further content so that at least now both voices have been heard. Okay. So, in both ways, um, social media is good in terms of it provides you with uh, up to date information at ungodly hours, but also can be quite detrimental in terms of if they don't. Um, Publish accurate stories It can tarnish and damage yeah, Someone's yeah, image And someone's yeah, reputation yeah. I want to get to that fake news But before I get there I just want to find out From you Mike How is how has our, our handsets Our smartphones Our laptops Being able to get All the news that we want Basically On all these devices Affected uh, The industry In terms of The commercial side of it Because we don't Necessarily have to Buy a newspaper anymore Absolutely do we? we don't necessarily Have to switch on To the news At a certain time anymore Because the news Is coming at us At any time To me so the landscape Has certainly changed mm. um, We see a Declining circulation On an ongoing basis It's a reality what we need to do is to adapt as an industry. Um, much as the circulation numbers are going down, which is our currency in commercial, uh, mm. that's basically what, what we go back to advertisers and say, we've got the following audience. Now we're packaging differently. We're saying we've got this audience on print, digital, social media. All it's right. really looking at it from a holistic perspective. Okay. Uh, one medium alone. Will not cut it mm, It mm, doesn't mm, cut it mm. And I think in my view Oscar uh, Every platform has got its audience Yeah, yeah. Uh, Social media for quick uh, You know uh, you know, breaking stories, uh, whereas sprint has still got a relevance in my view, and that's debatable, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the sense that, you know, if you want long narrative in depth, that's where you get it. Okay. Social media can break it, yeah. but can it give you that deep narrative? It cannot. Yeah, that's the yeah, reality. Yeah. Yeah. I find that, um, you know, my parents, my mother needs to see the news every single night. Um, but I just find that if you really want to see the news, like younger people want it in bite-sized chunks bite size, on, on, on YouTube or, or some other channel like that. Um, is that. Is that something that more media houses are, are looking towards where we're just breaking up the news a little bit and the story you want to hear, you can find just that particular story. Sometimes you don't want to hear the whole news bulletin, right? Absolutely to me So I think One of the things That we are doing At independent media We call it Mobile journalism mm. It's really saying Instead of really Capturing that story In a very long uh, Laborious manner in, in newspaper perhaps How do you take The very same story And package it Into video Send it through 
you know, whether it's through WhatsApp, uh, YouTube, I can pick it up very quickly, nice and succinctly, you know, with good quality. All right. Speaking of independent media, who are you guys exactly? What kind of publications come out of independent media? We, we've got a stable of over about, uh, you know, 20 uh, newspapers. Mm. Uh, we, we really cover South Africa very well. Uh, we've got the likes in Gauteng, the likes of the Star, Pretoria News, uh, you know, Sunday Independence, Saturday Star, you go to Durban, the Mercury, uh, Isolezwe, Lestrosa, I mean, Isolezwe, and then you've got, uh, Sunday Tribune and et cetera. And then if you go to, uh, Cape Town, Cape Argus, Cape Times, and then in, uh, you know, the first sort of edition in the Eastern Cape, uh, Isolezwe, Lestrosa. Uh, so we, we also touch on vernacular, uh, mm, because we mm, believe mm, there's a diverse sort yeah. of society in South, in South Africa. How important is that in terms of how does that change the news and, and the content of the news? When you now target it specifically at those kind of demographic demographic groups of um, what is relevant to a Kosa speaking person in the news, what is relevant to a Sutu speaking person in the news, is there such a thing, um, or is it just kind of what was written in English? It can be just translated into all the other languages. Not at all. I think we look at each and every audience carefully, and we try through research and understand. What are the things that makes that audience to sort of tick? Uh, what is relevant for them? Uh, particularly, you find in some sort of uh, uh, certain communities, issues of culture are still very relevant and important to them. And again, mm. it's how you package, uh, you know, that content for them in such a way that they can embrace it. They can feel a part of, you know, that particular medium. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I think that. Um, definitely when it comes to the Vanek speaking market, you said issues of culture are important. Um, are you guys looking at more and more adding those issues of culture? Because in a way, do you think that we have become so homogenous as South Africans that really, uh, you know, our culture, our different cultures are not coming through in the media? That's true. I think we still need to do more as the entire media. Um, in terms of really contributing in terms of uh, towards culture, but also preserving that particular heritage and culture. I don't think, in my view, we, we are really telling the stories of, of what's really happening in the deep rural communities. Let's look at this particular month. It's Women's Month, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, some fundamental thing that I got to learn from some of the elderly when you look at this heart, mm. uh, you know, the, the rondavel as we call it, yeah. right? You know, somebody said to me, you see the center pole, Mm. That holds that whole structure there. Mm. He said that represent mm. the, woman the woman in the family. Yeah, holding that, holding uh, that family, holding that, that family that together. Up. It's yeah. holding that whole family together. Mm. But you see, these things are not told, and I think we owe it uh, to the current generation. As much as we modern we are, and etc. We need to know those fundamentals so that we can build on onto that. That is a beautiful story. But I find that generally in the media, is there space for beautiful stories? Or do we always need headlines that are negative, that, that kind of get us emotionally feeling, I suppose, in a bad way, as opposed to, wow, I feel good. I want to go buy the paper because it's a, a feel good. Are we ever going to get there? I think we'll get there to me. So when I look into our stable... Um, we, we be, much as you know, the industry is dropping in terms of circulation, mm. we are holding our own. Mm. Mm. We are holding our own. In some instances, we see a bit of increase in etc. But the reality is the following uh, to me so people yeah. do want to read bad news cells in a, a bit of different news. <laughs> I don't think I, if, if I have to look on Sundays. I become a little bit fatigued, you know. It's either corruption, this and that. Yo, I, it is important. I don't even it read needs, the papers on it, it needs to be highlighted. You know, mm. we need to, you know, hold people accountable. But I think, you know, as an individual, 
if I have to remove myself from the industry, I feel like I'm fatigued. Mm. There are things that are beyond corruption, beyond uh, certain things that are happening. There's an economy that you know we're giving you know birth. Uh, things are happening in, yeah, in, in yeah. society. There's good things happening yeah. in the things economy, are, by the way. Absolutely, yeah. there's actually good things happening in politics as well. Absolutely, yeah. things absolutely. happening in society. Now, now, Oscar, how does this new phenomenon of fake news affect your business? Um, I think on my side, um, it's, 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 it's quite bad, but in a very, in a flip side, it's quite good. It's quite okay. good, absolutely. Because, um, okay. now you start realizing that, um, we can actually defeat fake news through, um, uh, driving stories or driving content from a client point of view that hits straight to the heart of the audiences that you're trying to engage with. Uh, more so that you now need to start Almost setting the narrative of being honest in terms of everything that you do. So as a business, if you are a big corporate, you need not to take cognizance that as opposed to just trying to make money off, uh, you know, the, the citizens. Now you need to give back and you need to tell why you're giving back so that people can then understand that you're, you know, quite a very good corporate citizen. Yeah. Um, fake news, um, really, you can really see through fake news. Mm. In terms of when you read when you read something uh, that's uh, driven by fake news, I'd, I'd like to know how you can see that. And by the way, if you have any questions for our studio guests or myself in the studio right now, you know you can hit us up on WhatsApp. Our number is oh seven nine seven four eight. 2090. That's 079 And of course, if you are on social media right now, hit us up on Twitter at Dumisho Masha and, uh, or at Cliff Central and, and, and we'll respond to any of your questions. How can you tell the difference between a fake news story and a real news story? All right. Two aspects. Uh, the other aspect is usually the person or the medium that's pushing that fake news is not authorized or is, is not really known. So basically it's as if this particular media company or media house just mushroomed yesterday. Mm. And the second thing is they usually attack an individual. Ah, I see. They literally go for the jugular. So, for instance, what we've seen in terms of Provin Gordon uh, and all the other members of parliament who said they'll vote without conscience, um, you start seeing that it's more focused in terms of the individual as opposed to the moral of the story in terms of why are they going to the vote without conscience. And you can see that it's almost trying to push a different agenda. So, if you are following the media, if you're understanding what's happening in our country or society, especially with what the media side, um, um, from Mike's point of view, what they're doing on every Sunday. You see the headlines If you're not following that And then you read uh, fake news You'll believe fake news Over what's currently happening yeah. In our society yeah. Yeah. So it's almost trying to Counter the bad news With further bad news By attacking a specific individual I see. I see. Where the person's reputation Actually is quite strong And that currency Of our reputation Of that individual Will oh. actually supersede What that um, individual or campaign is trying to do in discrediting that person. So you can actually see when something is fake. Okay. And how's it affecting you guys, Mike, with, with real media and fake media? Um, are you finding that more of your potential clients, especially your market in terms of the youth, are going for this fake news because it's more tabloidy? Are we going towards a more tabloidy society? Or do people still want the real stories? Look, people, in my view, people do want the real stories. I think what is mushroom over time to me is that Fake news has become a reality mm. It has become a reality We see it in, in many forms where you know, Like Oscar is saying Whether people are being discredited Or somebody is just posting Remember what social media has done Is it has created a lot of content generators yeah. Yes whether, content whether generator. Everyone is suddenly yeah. now content mm. generator But the reality is Credibility exactly. is what sets everything apart within journalism. Exactly. Okay. Whether we are individual, you know, uh, content creators, the reality is we're still looking for credible content. And and are our journalists 
And is our journalism in South Africa getting better or is it getting worse? I think our journalism in South Africa is tight. Eh? It's mm. tight. Uh, uh, it's really upholding uh, ethics, and I think that's that's what what I see, particularly within our our stable as well, is that really because at the end of the day, that is what we sell. Mm. We sell mm. credibility. Mm. Uh, we sell uh, good journalism that that allows people to come back because our role in society is to make sure that we inform, we educate, and empower people in terms of knowledge and information that they can pick up from our table. And you know, sometimes you hear politicians talk about this white media, but it seems to me like a lot of the media, especially the, the how do I call it, the credible media, the big media houses, are now run by black. Individuals who are at the helm, like such as yourself, do you think that it's changed the the way media reports certain stories and how stories are reported, or is it just a bit of a blame game that that has been played? I, I think I think there's many ways to look at it. The reality is, since we took over in independent media from the Irish, mm. right, we were quite deliberate and clear in terms of our stance that we are about making sure that we. Put South Africa in a positive light. Okay. Regardless of you know who's in power, for us it's always giving a balanced sort of view and a balanced story. At the end of the day, we should be able as South Africans to, be, particularly as the media as well, we should be able to put South Africa first as a country mm. in terms of what is happening. That's a good one. Yeah, we should. I, I think for yeah. me that is what is mm. important. Mm. I think we can be all. How I see it is that we sometimes we are the downfall of our own. You know, mm, mm, uh, mm. I think I think we can yeah. do better. You know, we're not saying we should try and and, and hide corruption and etc. Mm. No, yeah. we should elevate those issues. But I think you know what we should be able and say that you know what what is in the interest of this mm. country, and really put that forward and make sure that you know what we can have South Africa and mobilize it. You know, towards a common good. And mm. I think just to add to that, yeah. and I think in terms of. Moving away from this narrative of um, is it uh, white media, is it bad tabloids or headlines on every Sunday? I think if we look at government, if government can actually start doing good, hmm. then the narrative will change to good headlines. Okay. But if people are still corrupt and people are still stealing, hmm. guess what? Every Sunday we're going to be reading we're about those that are stealing. Yeah. yeah. And how do you think, you know, Oscar, in, in terms of the media being important in actually helping with justice? You know, recently. A lot of what media has done is what has exposed the corruption, and sometimes there, there's certain things that would have just gone unnoticed. And I suppose people wouldn't have been charged had it not be for the media. Yeah. So I think if you look at media as a change agent with mm. any country uh, in any situation, um, if we didn't have this platform called media, if we didn't have brave journalists to actually go out and seek these stories that uh, usually try to undermine the, the credibility of our country and the governance of our country in terms of um, the service delivery. If it wasn't for that, um, I think in anywhere around the world, corruption would have, um, you know, superseded in uh, enormous, um, um, how can I put it, um, let me just put it this way. Yeah, put it if how it, you want to put it, man. If, if it wasn't for the media, I think people would still be corrupt to such a degree that no one would have even known that they're corrupt. And yet people that are public servants are more wealthier than people in the private sector. We need to essentially hold the, you know, people accountable. Yes. I want to get back to that a little bit, but we've got a call on the line. Um, hello? Hi. Hi. Who am I speaking uh, to? Yeah, you're speaking to Petronella. I'm calling from Delarayville. Hi, Petronella. I All the way from Delarayville. Yes, I wanted to know as a youth, 
How do I get involved in media? Yesterday I was on the TV and I could see something for independence and I'm busy studying so I like to get involved with the band but I'm more interested in what was on the news yesterday for the independence. Okay. Well, and I can hear you've got the man from independence that's there. That's right. We're going to be it talking about very, that just now. There were people... Young people like me, I'm just so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Can you just give me more information, please? All right, that's a great question. Thanks, thank, thank, thank you, Petronella. You. Um, uh, one thing before you go, what are you studying? I'm busy studying media. It's my first year at at UJ. Oh, awesome! So I'm busy studying media, and I'm just saying I like print. But yesterday on this TV, I saw oh, I can't explain. Was was that was that how TV? Yeah, it was on TV. It was on, I think it was on How TV. I Correct. I saw something for independence. Okay. And uh, I think it was called The Young Independent. Correct, correct. Um, correct. And it, it just, it, I've got so many friends at UJ in our first year that we are doing so many new things that we'd like to get involved. Is there something to get involved with to maybe try and put ourselves on the map with media, you know, in first years? You know, we've just got so many things that we want to do and so many new ideas to show. Okay. And I just want to know how to get involved with that thing. All right. The Young Independence. Perfect. You know what, uh, Petronella, just stay on the line and uh, we'll answer or just stay on. Don't stay on the line. Just keep listening and we'll answer all your yeah, questions. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Thanks for calling. Mike, that, that was a great question. Um, a lot of young people are now interested in media. They see it. Um, they understand it. They're doing it already. Um, she's studying. Um, how does she get involved um, with the media? How does she get a, a job like at one of your organizations? And then we're going to talk about the young independents. Fantastic. Well. Uh, to me so, and Petronella, uh, I think uh, at independent media, what we've done just over a year now, to me so, we've appointed just over 100 interns okay. coming from different institutions and etc. Some of them focus on hardcore journalism. Some of them look at marketing. Uh, we spread them across yeah, from an yeah, HR yeah. to sales and etc. So there are various opportunities uh, to participate, uh, even if it means that, you know, uh, we need to absorb a few team coming from uh, Petronella and the rest mm. uh, into, you know, learning and sharing experience. Uh, we do that uh, because we do also believe that as an organization, we need young people who will yeah, lead us yeah. to the future. So how do young people get hold of you to, to be part of that internship program? Uh, they can contact me on uh, Mike, M-I-K-E dot Ntsasa N for Nelly, T for Tommy, S-A for South Africa, another essay for South Africa at I-N-L dot C-O dot Z-A. Awesome, guys. If you're really interested in the media and you want to get your chance as an intern, you heard the man himself. And, and Oscar, I mean, you getting into PR as well, that is part of the media. Yeah. One thing we didn't touch on is after university, you know, you studied media. Where did you Where did you go? Did you get a job? Were you Were you uh, right into So, as, as, as I said, I was quite fortunate. I don't know. I th- I, th- I just think this whole path that I've been on has just been a blessed one. Mm. Um, while I was in second year, uh, a mate of mine said, "Look, give me your CV. I want to copy your CV because um, he wanted to be a, a student assistant at TUT, mm-hmm. an institution I studied in." So I gave him my CV. I said, "You know, you can copy whatever you want." Hey, lo and behold, <laughs> lo and behold, thank God for Jesus. You know. <laughs> He submitted my CV. Yeah. They chose me and not chose him. And that's how I started. And then I started off with being a junior lecturer, uh-huh. uh, lecturing in PR, um, international relations and uh, advertising. And from there onwards, worked uh, at a pharmaceutical 
uh, a Swedish company uh, and then moved on to a research company and then I moved on to uh, former reputation management and then I moved to uh, Ogle VPR okay. and then you know Ogle VPR then I moved to Plus 94 Research and then I was like you know what I, I really have this design passion to, to really do my own thing and I said you know what why not start your own thing? And I think I was sitting and I was trying to come up with a name. And then uh, my wife is stronger and I'm like, what is what what is such a powerful word for this company? Mm. And I said, Hosi, which just literally means king. Oh, Hosi. And then Hosi. All and right. then that's how it came about. Okay, so Hosi uh, PR. Yes, Hosi PR for and kings. government relations. All yes. right, dope, man. Um, and, and, you know, starting something like that, a lot of people always talk about, and, and I've been there Funding and that sort of thing. Did you need funding, or did you just go into the market and and get a couple of um, clients? I always say to people, and every time I get invited to speak to young entrepreneurs, I always say, never leave your day job if you don't have enough to cover you for the next six months, because yeah. nothing is guaranteed. Mm. Um, especially when you're working in my uh, arena where you do some work with the government, um, you can get paid up to ninety days. Yeah, ninety man. days, the bills have to be paid. Mm. So literally, what you then have to do. Uh, Consult where you can And then still try and keep a day job If you can't And you really know that You've you've got different revenue streams That you can tap into I'd say go full-heartedly um, The sky's your limit But ensure that Whatever then you get in from the business You need to keep it And invest in the business So that you can actually sustain yourself In the dry months Where you can't get a contract You can't get a job Or you can't get a project Because it does happen Alright And talking about The young independence um, Is this the first year That it's happening In 20? No, this is the second year to me. All right. This is the second year. And um, what is the Young Independence? What is that all about? The Young Independence is a, is a, is a youth-centric platform for youth. Mm-hmm. It's a youth-centric platform for youth by youth. All right. Uh, so essentially what we do there is uh, we've got, we've got, there's two components to it. We've got uh, the digital platform that's running uh, like any website. Okay. It's a platform where we, we're inviting youth to really write, uh, you know, inspiring sto- stories but also to share openly what is their view and how they see the world, right? Mm. And then we've got uh, the second element, which is actually the annual uh, uh, flagship, which is we call uh, the 100 Inspiring and Aspiring Leaders, okay. where we celebrate uh, young people, you know, for really for, for doing amazing things within this country, young people who are giving us hope. And we're saying really that these are our future leaders that we look right. forward are to. These, are these young people in journalism and media or across they cut, the board they cut, they, do me so they cut across. They cut okay. across various industries. All right. Yeah. So as people are doing well in various industries, whether they're entrepreneurs, whether they have got careers in corporates, whether they are in media and journalism or in any other sphere as well. Absolutely. Um, and this year, the event took place last night. Well, uh, yeah. yesterday morning. So yesterday, yesterday morning. morning. Yesterday oh. morning, correct. And, and and there was a grand. This is my favorite part. There was a grand prize of two hundred fifty thousand rands, or, or the prize money was two hundred fifty thousand rands. Correct. All right. So um, we've got different categories here, and we've got disruptor. I'd like to start with the categories. What is a disruptor? What is that category about? So disruptor, it's we're saying it's people who are basically sort of uh, changing the status quo. Uh, they disrupt what we are basically comfortable with and saying, you know what, hey, hold on, there's another way of doing things. Mm, uh, so mm. those are the guys, and then they would cut across different sectors. So okay, so they're, they're doing different, they're doing things in a different way in whatever kind of field that they're in. Absolutely. Now, now we're going to talk about the winners. The, the winner in this one um, was Sibs Shongwe. Um, any information about Sibs? What is he doing? What is he up to? Uh, kind of, why did he win this award? 
Sips, sips, basically is. Uh, I don't want to catch you guys off guard. <laughs> by, by, by the way, so, <laughs> it's okay if we don't have the the full information. Don't feel bad. We can move on to the next yeah, one. Yeah, mm, yeah. Mm. But otherwise, um, Oscar. In the meantime, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you're a very famous guy, by the way. Uh, <laughs> you know, like. Vendor people, they all. It's, I don't know if Toyando was a small place or what, but everyone knows everyone. You know a guy called Jacob Pindu Sadiq. Yeah. <laughs> all right. He he says his name is Jacob and he's had some bad press for over ten years. How can you help clean up his image? Money ain't a problem. We're <laughs> <laughs> about to say he's a pastor now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you clean up someone's image though? Um, like literally. I I I think it's, it's it's not necessarily about cleaning up one's image. It's about that person owning up to saying. How can I, how can I then change my image, uh, for the better? So I think the first thing that we'll need to do is basically is to understand in terms of what is the problem. And as I said earlier on, honesty is the key. If you lie to me, I will drop you. So basically, um, I'm a celebrity. I've been in the papers for all sorts of things lately. Um, this is hypothetical, by the way. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) They say that I was caught at a, at a strip club. I was totally, you know, off my head. I was drunk. I'm womanizing and yet I'm married and and I'm going into the ministry as well at the same time. And you know that I did it. Tell me the truth. If you did it, tell me the truth. I did it. I was there. They called me on the side of the road. They, they pulled me over and it wasn't my wife in the car. You know what happens next in that situation. You own up, and then you no. Honestly, look, and you can never run away from pictures. Right. If there's visual visual evidence, trust me. As much as you can try and pay someone to mm-hmm. sweep it under the carpet, it will come out at the latest stage. Right? Rather own up, confess, yeah. and then you know what? what? Ask for forgiveness. Apart from forgiveness, yeah. Um, make amends, make amends, and then own up to your situation. And say, look, I got carried away. I did have too much drink. Yeah. I did realize that she wasn't my wife. But you know, That's what, I was taking it home. You know, you know, I'm human. I make mistakes. Um, and you know, and, and as such, you can't really give trade secrets in terms of what you literally oh, do. Okay. All right. All right. Because there's some other stuff. That's that is happen. your discussion with your client. Um, but on, on, on a serious note, um, first and foremost, we always say to clients, be prepared to own up and face all the right. bad truth of what you did. Because if you don't, and if you continue lying, it's going to follow you. It's going to come right. back and it's going to be quite bad and worse. Well, that sounds like very real advice. You know, it's like proper. I thought maybe you were going to give us something spicy. No, but we, it's okay. no <laughs> we are not. Uh, what, did the, what, what, what did they call that word um, that PR is synonymous with? Um, Which doctor? We are not spinners. Oh, no, no, we're not spin, spin doctors. doctors. No, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, then. Okay, then there's the other award category, which is the Healer Award. And now this is a very strange one for me when I saw it because I'm like, a healer in in, in media, or I, I guess this cuts across everything, right? Yeah. W- would this be like I'm 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 I see some doctors here, but the winner is not necessarily a doctor, Jessica. Dewhurst actually won this one. What is the healer category about? So the healer category is basically, you know, people who are healing. Mm. Uh, they can heal the environment. They can heal us medically. They can heal us spiritually. They can be guys who are really recycling and really doing good in their community. Oh, I see. I it see. It comes from that perspective. Okay. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, now there's also the influencer award. And just in terms of like the influencer, what, what is that award uh, basically about? This basically recognize young people who are influ- influencing 
the action and behaviors of, of brands, policies, people. And it also includes, you know, government leaders and trendsetters, you know, across various media platforms. And they can sometimes be gurus and critics. These are the guys that are influencing All whether right. it's a specific narrative or whether it's a specific agenda. Oh, dope. Yeah. And then the Innovator Award um, is also there. That was one. Oh, by the way, the Influencer Award was won by Anati Nyango. Yeah. Um, and the Innovator Award, uh, in this category, I suppose this is anybody who in any field is innovating, turning it around. Absolutely. In, in whatever Absolutely. field they're doing, right? Yeah, yeah. And that was won by Mas- uh, Paseka uh, Lesolang. I went to a school. My primary school was Lesolang. I wonder if it's it was named after... Her, her, her father. Yeah, and then the Trailblazer Award. Wade van Nikerk. Okay, this is weird. Like suddenly, like Wade is just thrown in this thing. You know, everyone else is like names I don't really recognize. Uh, I see them there. Is there anyone? Anyone else is like really famous? And then Wade comes in, just like Trailblazer of the Year. What, what did he come through? Unfortunately, you couldn't. Uh, oh, okay. His dad came through. Yeah, All right. His dad came through. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So I guess the trailblazers, anyone who's doing amazing things um, in, in whatever they're doing. Correct. Any idea on, on the other trailblazers in, in this um, category and, and what they do? Look, uh, there's, there's, there's quite a number of, uh, while, while we sort of awarded, uh, you know, three in each and every category to me, so, uh, there are quite a number of other guys within, uh, the same category as well. It's really young people, uh, between the ages of 18 and 35 who've, who've really, who are really doing amazing stuff. Uh, and then some of them, it's, it's, it's young people, like you're saying, unheard of. Yeah. Unheard but here's of, the thing. Yeah. Um, who are in your specific, Cat or um, award young people up to what age are you still considered young? Could I win? I'm 42. I just turned. No, you out. You out. I'm a young 42. You see my. Yeah, picture. perhaps uh, I don't even look like I'm 42. You know, yesterday Do I have I was, to come with a, yesterday, with an ID. <laughs> yesterday I was saying, uh, uh, if if you maybe yeah, sort of young by heart, <laughs> maybe yeah. we can look. Oh at really? It. Young by heart? Okay. I know that. But was. We, we we go strictly with the uh, criteria of 18 to 35. Oh, 35 yeah. is the cut. Of, the yeah, the ancient youth is cut of age. Okay, I see. Absolutely. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. It's too late for me It's too late for you as well If you're over 35 Like you're 36 and a half It's too late um, But you know uh, How is it being I suppose Looked at by the audience Specifically for, for, for those awards Are people responding very well uh, Is the audience loving the awards Are you getting more and more entries Every single year To me so this is the second year um, The young independence Is growing strength uh, to strength yeah. um, We got uh, almost uh, In the first year We just got almost about Almost 2,000 And this year We've just moved to Over about 2,500 Alright Remember Independent media Allows us through The 20 titles mm. And about uh, Probably 15 Community newspapers It allows us And gives us a reach uh, To go into Various communities So we sent out A call to nomi- For nomination And say Do you know anyone Who's under the ages Of ah. 18 and 35 And who fits Hang on a second. I just want to ask that because yeah. that, that, that's a very important thing. So the criteria is someone else must nominate. You person. can nominate yourself. It's two pro. Oh, you can okay. nominate yourself or you can be nominated by somebody else. Okay. And the second element to it to me so is that we've got a team of journalists who goes into the field to go scout for young people who are doing amazing things. Oh, so at awesome. the end of it, it all comes into one pot and you'd find there's duplications where the editorial oh. team has picked up certain names and they overlay that with mm. what South Africa has put forward as nominations. Okay. Yeah. Now, now here's the thing, right? Um, 
with all these young people doing amazing things, is there space in your publication where you put these young people in specifically and just showcase them and tell the world about what they're doing? Especially if you say um, there's an editorial team who goes out there and knows about them. To me, so if you go today into the Star, Pretoria News, uh, mm-hmm. Cape Times, the Mercury, mm-hmm. you'd find a 64-page supplement that is really profiling the entire uh, 100 uh, inspiring and aspiring leaders. So okay. it is available today. It is available online uh, on www.tyi.co.za. You will also pick up the guys from last year as well. And and maybe just just to you know, I mean, that's a great yeah, initiative. Yeah. And I'd like everyone to go to that because sometimes we just need those stories to inspire mm-hmm. and motivate us Absolutely. as young people. Um, and it's www.tyi.co.za. So people can go there and you know go out there, get yourself some really great media for a change. You know, be Inspired. Look at people who are going to make it, who are doing amazing things. You never know. You could, you could like really yeah. bump into guys you can partner with. You were going to say, Mike. Look, I was saying essentially uh, we were very um, well received uh, in, in yesterday's awards. Um, I think great support overall, highly spoken about. And then I think our plans from initially has always been that we want to bring young people across the continent together to share, to inspire one another. And what we're going to do for 2018, we will start tapping into the Sadek region where we're saying, ah, not awesome. necessarily now bedding it down to South Africa, but we're saying, what is that that we can do in the Sadek region? And hopefully begin to move deeper into the continent. But importantly, this is a platform for young people by young people. They must shape that narrative. Because mm. remember, we are looking to young people. Yes. For the future They are a strategic priority And an asset that's, For that's the continent mm, And we're looking to them um, Oscar You've done great things With your brand With your own company Where to from here I mean I suppose You'll never be out of work If you're If you're PR <laughs> to the government Right <laughs> No I think and, and I think it's a very good um, Industry to be in Yeah um, it's the devil you know and the devil you don't know. So, yeah. you know, uh, in, in some instances, you do good work for corporates. When government needs assistance, you know, you're always there to, to lend a hand. Um, so I think where to from now, I think it's just to really grow the, the business and really just, um, you know, um, put a stake uh, within the PR industry as well, uh, just to really showcase the talent that not only comes from Venda, but also in terms of the talent that exists in our country. Yeah. Uh, especially if you start looking, uh, there's a lot of uh, PR practitioners who are black who are coming up and not only occupying big, uh, you know, positions in government and private sector, but also those that are, you know, entrepreneurs and doing great things. Um, and I think currently for me, I'm finalizing my master's this year. Uh, right. just got f- in? In uh, yeah, in PR. Oh. Um, so I just got feedback from my supervisor. I need to amend a few things and submit. And yeah. next year, I plan on enrolling for my doctoral studies in PR and reputation management. So we could call you Dr. Oscar one of these Of days. course. Mm. That would be really cool. You <laughs> really <laughs> are a state <laughs> doctor. <laughs> and you said you know, been done. Well, gents, I mean, it was a real Dr. pleasure Dr. having you in the studio. I've learned a lot, certainly, from, from just understanding what the media is, is all about. Because sometimes we think we know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even if we are in the media, but we don't really, uh, you know, have any idea. Um, how do you see, Mike, as a last question, our media really shaping the young people of this country to just become better and, and to think better. I've, I've noticed that sometimes, depending on the era, you know, and, and the kind of media that was happening in your era as a young person, it can either shape you for the better or the worse, you know? Um, what, what do you think young people can take away from the media and really just take for themselves and say, you know what, this is what's happening, good or bad, but how can it help me going forward? I think uh, the media is there to empower us with information. Mm. And I think what young people should do is to 
put themselves at the center of it and say, you know what, what is that that can help me out of what I'm reading? What is that that can empower me to become a better person tomorrow? To me, so maybe just without wasting time, one of the things that we do from a regular basis is take young people to edit our titles. Wow. So that we begin to see and feel how they see things. You know, the challenges that they come across, how do they unpack and sort of package that mm, uh, mm. for the other people to begin to read? Awesome. Gentlemen, that's all we have time for. Unfortunately, it's been a pleasure having you in the studio and uh, we will see you next week. Uh, stay tuned to Cliff Central. There's more coming up. Amazing stuff. And of course, if you didn't catch this or you caught it rather late and there's something that you heard that you want to hear again, go to our podcast from me to Misha Masha. I'll see you again next week on Cliff Central on the weekly mashup. I'm out. This is cliffcentral.com.